Hey, how's it going? Tommy Taylor here. And I'm Desnica, and welcome to the Marriage 2.0 podcast. that went through just about everything bad someone can go through in marriage quadruple times over and came out more in love than ever and using our story to inspire and give hope to the world. Since we've come out of our version of hell on earth, we have built a global marriage coaching business mentoring hundreds of couples and individuals all around the world. We've helped them fix issues like affair recovery, communication, intimacy issues, addictions, and all forms of abuse when no one else could. We've gone through all of these things plus so much more, so we get it. We tried everything out there from counseling, therapy, intensives, webinars, hundreds of books, and even tactics like Slow to Speak, Quick to Listen. And the truth is, all of those things were just band-aids that left us on an emotional roller coaster from hell. We truly believe that when you couple a heart for God and a strong desire for magic. But honestly, most of us are never given the right knowledge. The Marriage 2.0 podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, sports, health, entertainment, and finance in order to help you live the purpose-filled life God designed for you so that you can live an inspiring life filled with more freedom, love, and impact. So get ready to learn the stuff that no one ever taught you about marriage. Your old marriage is dead and marriage 2.0 starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode. So today we're going to be talking about a really big topic, not so much for me, just only for Destiny. Oh, whatever. But, this is totally um, both of us, but I don't, it's, she's the whole was, problem, yes. right? But I'm no, just kidding. Uh, Anyways, but we're going to be talking about controlling anger in your marriage because this was definitely, it was something that honestly we both struggled with. I would say primarily her for sure. Um, and she would probably agree with that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, for me, it took a lot to get me there. But once I did get there, it was extremely extremely bad yes and so tommy's anger was more of like that like you know it would build up and then like you know he would punch things and like throw chairs through the wall chairs like it was like his was like violence towards like things and it was really annoying and like there was that point where we were like will we ever just have peace in our home because i felt like i was a walking time bomb i'm not gonna lie so it just knew like there was gonna be some point i'm like oh like, what is he, what is he going to do today? And I'm like, it's okay. Like, uh, uh, don't freak out. And then not uh, sure enough, like he would do something stupid and I would be like off. And it was just this constant struggle. And it wasn't just Tommy that would set me off. And so anger was something that I had dealt with for a really long time. And, you know, even like outside of the relationship and I would go from like zero to a thousand real quick. And so I'm humble enough to admit that and know that like it sucks. It sucks when like you're walking around like feeling like your insides are boiling and pressuring and about to explode. And you're like, why don't people get it? And it's like, you know, and then it comes out in those ways of that, just like that anger and aggression. And it's not a fun place to be by any means. And, you know, so we're going to dive into this for you because anger plays such a massive role in so many marriages. You know, we see, I see so many marriages that are affected by anger consistently. Yeah. And so what I will say is two things here on, I mean, before we dive into this is, you know, number one, the way she was and the way she is now is drastically different. I think so. Um, night and day. I mean, yes, she's still fiery and 
alpha female, but that's okay. It's in a healthy way. Uh, as before it was horrible and like walking on eggshells all the time, but we'll get to that. Now, the other thing I want to say is like, we're, we're talking about this because not only did we have issues with it in our marriage and it was just horrible. Like we literally couldn't talk about anything, but a lot of people struggle with this and it's definitely does contribute hundred percent to, well, not a hundred percent. There's other things that contribute to that, but it does contribute a big role in the emotional roller coaster in a very big way. And so we're going to be, we're going to be diving into a lot of this, but like some common things that people like say, say here yeah. really is like when we try to talk, when we try to talk or have something to address, it blows up into such a big deal, right? Yes, we hear that all the time. We also hear things like, you know, mountains are made out of molehills. Like, so like there's mo yes. Um, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> like making fun of my mom's like paying off. Right? Um, it's kicking me. Um, but mountains are made out of molehills. Like these little things are just like blown up out of proportion. Or, you know, we also hear if I try and share how I feel, like I'm just met with defense and attack. When we try to talk about anything other than just basics, it's like we're prepare, preparing for war and all essentially all hell's about to break loose is what's going to happen, you know, and we hear these things all the time. Yeah, like I try to just ignore it, ignore things that bother me, right? I try to just ignore things that bother me to just, you know, pick your battles, which does hold truth, right? But at the same time. <laughs> People, man, people miss That's a whole other topic, but people, we need to do a podcast episode on that. People misuse so many, not just common worldly statements, like pick your battles, but like, and I'm sure it's somewhere in the Bible too, but like when it comes down to it, they misuse so many biblical statements too. But uh, anyways, like they do that. Um, and that leads to so many other issues, but like they keep, keep my mouth shut, but then it all explodes. Right. And when it explodes, it's not pretty whatsoever. Oh gosh, yes, I hear that all the time. And also, you know, hear things like, I'm tired of being enemies with my spouse. You know, I'm tired of fearing like what destruction is coming our way. Yeah. They just take my peace. Oh gosh. Hate hated that statement. And yes. And you know, they just push my buttons. Like they just push my buttons. And, you know, like it's and I I was this one. This was me. I would be like, Tommy, if you just didn't do like X, Y, Z, whatever it was, if you didn't push my buttons, if you didn't do this, then I wouldn't be angry. If you would just get it. <laughs> yeah. Or, or the anger would happen. The blow up would happen. It'd be like, and it would kind of be sound similar, but different. It would be like, you know, well, I'm sorry, but right. Uh, if you wouldn't have did this, then that wouldn't happen. Like typically like that, I would say that's very common with like people like that, that, that are like that. Like they, they show like, Oh, I'm sorry. You know, they're, it's like crossing your fingers as a kid and saying, I'm sorry, but it's your fault. Yeah. The, but, <laughs> but you, yeah, it's like, it's, it's like you, you can stop with the, you can, you can stop with trying to control them. Right. Like just, you just don't know. Yeah. And so that's a big issue is, you know, you don't have to, and with all of these statements is, you know, especially with the pushing the buttons, cause that was such a big deal for us that, you know, you can stop the, like your buttons from being pushed without controlling your spouse. Like that's a big thing like that you can do. You just have to learn how. And we had a lot of big blowups all the times. And sometimes they did turn physical. Um, you know, not going to lie. That was on my end towards Tommy, like in that just like defense. And 
it was wrong. It went like on on all levels, and it was just like what I knew. Yeah, uh, a lot of, a lot of people think that like physical abuse is primarily on the men's end, but in reality, like if you look at the statistics, that's not necessarily true. Like it, it it's both sides are plenty capable of it, and so oftentimes the stuff that you hear about is through the men being abusive because that's like all this whistleblowing, like they were abusive towards me and all this stuff, but then you got to think about it. Like men don't say this type of stuff maybe more nowadays, but they typically don't. And it's because like, Oh, well you're a man, you can take it. They're small little package. Right. So like, you know, it's, it's one of those things then, you know, take it. If you say that you were abused physically, then it's like a hit hit your ego. There's different things. Like, so typically men Mm -hmm. don't speak up about stuff like this, to be honest with you. And those are like those stereotypical aspects, but you know, it's, it's still wrong. And so like men, obviously like if you're being abused, like that's not okay. And like, you should also like seek help for that, you know, in this aspect of like reaching out because it's not okay. And, you know, yes, I was, you know, like I'm a woman, but I still hurt Tommy. And, you know, uh, there's a lot of factors that play into that. And a lot of the times it was due to Tommy following me around constantly pushing my buttons as well. I would say then, right. Just, he would like trap me in bathrooms or closets. Cause he'd follow me around, like trying to talk about issues. Cause he was the one who was wanting to talk about it all the time. And, uh, you know, so that would come out and, and play out in our relationship. So it might be a little different in your dynamics, but on the like same concept, all of it was wrong and it all caused so much chaos and like took the peace from the home. And we get like, here's the thing, like at least one of the things that we used to say is like, and it, it honestly still, <coughs> still holds true sometimes is like, you know, your, your spouse has the capability, uh, you know, cause they know you so well, most of the time, unless you haven't been together that long to push your buttons very atrically and intricately. <laughs> However, that statement alone still gives the power over to them and takes it away from you as in put you in a victim state and you're not actually controlling your emotions. So there's, there's different things that go on there, but this would also come out like all these things like come out on smaller levels, but like we had a lot of blowups, uh, it left, left me never feeling like I could hit the bar cause I left, I was trying to manage her emotions uh, and, and it was vice versa, the similar things, but just for different reasons. However, this would also come out like I was saying on smaller levels, meaning belittling, sarcasm, petty texting, different things like that. Oh yeah. Primarily sarcasm. It was like um, I was great at the mean sarcasm, just like yeah, the mean sarcasm, smooth, yeah. smooth jabs. Man, I could I could do some nice insults. Um, Facial in a, expressions too, like not just. Oh yeah, and so those were. It was unfortunately like a skill like that I had, and so just saying that it's a skill you can unlearn that, and you can learn better skills. Like there is hope. That doesn't mean like that's just the way you are. Um, that's like not true at all. So we, we most certainly had all of these things in our marriage as well. So we're today we're going to talk about like, why does this happen? Like, why does the anger let it happen? Mistakes people make in like trying to fix it. And then how do you actually change and fix it so that you can have that peace and harmony in your home? Because ultimately that's what we want. We want to have peace, you know? So why does this happen? Well, honestly, like we said before, Dustin, go ahead a lot of the anger issues in our marriage and she would definitely go from what, what we call like zero to a thousand real quick, like instantaneously. I always tell people it was like that, 
like when you on Fourth of July or New Year's, when you get those fire little black cats, when you light them, and it, one of them's like a little green fuse, another one's like the the ones that are actually in the package and all linked together, and they're the little like gray fuse. When you light them, and you could just have to as soon as you light it, you have to throw it because it just blows up. <coughs> and so like that was she was a gray fuse, right? And Thanks. so <laughs> back then, but yeah. And and within this aspect, you know, why was I so angry? Uh, And so people tell me this all the time. I ask them my spouse why, and they don't tell me, or I ask them how to fix it or how can I make, and they don't know. They don't know. Okay. So they don't know. And in this aspect, like I didn't know what was going on at the time. Like there was deeper things. Like I said, my anger was something that I had dealt with for a while it was not just with Tommy. It just like grew in that environment, but it was not the only time I felt that. And what happens is, is like people start to like suppress their emotions and, you know, and if you suppress yourself long enough, like your actual emotions, then the inside of you boils and it, it's just like that. I could, I just told him, it was like, I feel like my insides are boiling and there's this pressure building up. And I literally felt like my body was going to explode. Like that's my insides and how I felt. And you know, it's like, okay. And so soothing tactics, a lot of times like people like try soothing tactics and they don't work when it comes to the actual explosion, Uh, managing your emotions and you know, these types of things. I really, if imagine this, so just have this picture, there's this giant volcano and it's an active volcano. It's like live, right? It's not, it's not exploding, but you know, there's things going on under the surface. It's like putting a cap on the volcano and saying there that's done. There's no threat. I don't have to worry about that volcano. And it's like, "Mm, when the volcano goes off, it's going to pop the top and it's still going to explode and go everywhere, everywhere. Like that's not a fix. Like you can't just suppress your emotions and do those types of things. No, like you actually have to like understand like what's going on. And so like why it happens, like why do people deal with anger so much? It's because there's so many deep things going on. They weren't taught how to handle their emotions. They weren't taught how to process them. They weren't taught how to like express themselves. If they knew how, then they wouldn't be like experiencing like all this rage. It's all of this unhealed trauma, all these unhealed hurts and not knowing how to cope, how to handle themselves, how to actually process through to show up in a healthy way that it comes out in anger, which is typically a self-defense mechanism. I used anger to keep people at a distance and also because it was like that it's a, can be part of like that protection but then also it's just like that's just the surface level emotion of frustration of not knowing what's going on. Yeah, also like I will say that you know if you d- back then like if I did get close to what was like like really getting at the core things oh man the anger would fly off the like oh, yeah, if, I I felt, like if i felt like i if she felt like i was about to i guess in her mind maybe catch her with like you know call her out on her crap more or less then <laughs> then man that anger would go from like it, it would it, it was like a half a fuse it would just go from like zero <laughs> to like a million uh it, it would it would really take <laughs> off in that, that light of things and and that's so true in those aspects because uh, I'm not going to lie. Like I haven't ever met an angry person that actually had confidence and knew who they were or, you know, just had like that true 
confidence. Like I had so many insecurities and heaven forbid, like if you got close to exposing something, let me just tell you, I would go off even more. And so there's so many different avenues. And so not everyone's anger is the exact same. Yeah. We're, we're different people. And so, you know, you can't be like, oh, well, like that's what she said. So like that has to be like exactly. No, it's there. The gen, the overall like why anger explodes and comes up and causes issues for problems is the fact of people don't know how to handle their emotions. They weren't taught. Our society doesn't teach this. Like our society doesn't teach emotional intelligence and being able to like process and be a healthy individual. Like you're, you're not taught that. So it's not your fault that you didn't know. Right. And so there's this buildup and all of these things compiling and like just, you know, an accumulation with like loss of identity and, and all of these things and all of those things build. And then that's where like this anger comes out from. Yeah. Oftentimes like too, like this comes out to like, we see it with individuals that struggle with anger issues and they're, they're standing for their marriage. Cause we help both people, couples and individuals. And one of the things I was telling someone the other day was like, you know, you know, the reason, cause they didn't believe me. Then we got to the core issue and they're like, Oh, Right. Like, and it, it's <laughs> like, they don't, no one really, they don't know. Right. But like when we got to it, it was like the fact that like, you know, there was other things, but one of the many things that it was, was that they actually put their identity into their spouse. And we talked about this on a recent episode where, uh, if it, you know, that, that feeling of like, I can't live without them type of thing, or I feel like I'm losing a part of myself. And if you feel like something's being stolen from you, like if I walk into your house and you feel like I'm a thief and I'm taking things from your house and your possessions and stuff like that, what are you going to do? You're going to get angry and defensive and, and try to hurt me. Right. And so it's one of those things that like, well, yeah, if you feel like someone's taking a part of you literally away because you placed your identity into them, then yeah, <laughs> you're going to get angry. Oh yeah. Like it's just, it's, it's what it is. Right. And so not an excuse, and it's still deeper other issues. That's still a surface, semi-surface level issue. But there's still deeper things going on that you can reprogram that. So mm-hmm. let's talk about some of the mistakes, though, people make. Uh, and maybe you've made some of these. Maybe you have made all of them. I don't know. But, like, you know, some of the mistakes people make is relying on the biggest one, which is tools and tactics. And so just have, like, as we go into these, just have some of that, like, true, like, you know, reflection and and – don't go into this like with your own defense of like, oh, well, like, no, just like be humble and I'll, I'm going to be honest and let you know which ones I used as my trying to cover up with my anger as well. And tools and tactics was one. It's one of the base ones I started with. I was like, okay, you know, just going to be like, going to be trying these tools and tactics, but you have to have real solid change and not temporary change. Like some, some tools or tactics like might mellow you out a little bit, but like that's not an actual fix and it's not going to be a complete solution because ultimately there'll be a breaking point and you'll snap. So like, that's not, that's not an actual fix to the problem. Yep. Another one is drinking or smoking Mm. in this slide of things like drinking, smoking, smoking could be cigarettes, could be weed, could be, could be even, I would say even put the category categorizing like vaping here because some people will vape Mm -hmm. or even vape stuff like cbd which i have no issues against cbd but like there's it's still at the end of the day it's still a vice and it's still something that you're you're using to mellow you out chill you know whatever it is it's still a coping mechanism it's just like zoning out in games or video games or food or whatever it is it's all bad oh yeah 
And so I'm not going to lie. My, my zone out was the drinking. That's what I used to mellow out. And that's why like my, my diet at one point was Cheerios, chips, margaritas, or wine. And that's what I lived on for a season of my life and not healthy whatsoever, but it, I was using it to mellow out. And especially with dealing around Tommy, I was like, man, I got to drink to be around Tommy because it's the only way I'm not going to like explode on him. But like, that was just a coping mechanism that totally failed. And ultimately it caused a lot of other problems. So not the fix. And, you know, so no, you don't have to also like smoke or, or something or just numb yourself out essentially. Yeah. I tried taking the drops, CBD drops and like for anxiety reasons, but it's still a coping mechanism regardless. So mm-hmm. you got other things like medications to mellow you out. So like prescription medications, stuff like, you know, Xanax and just different things that people take to work on mellowing them out. There's all different yeah. ones, but just to list one. And the medication actually just goes along with like still like whether drinking, smoking, video games, food, like whatever the vice is that you're using is still a coping mechanism, but ultimately the, the problem's still there. It's just a mask. It's like putting that cap on the volcano. Eventually it's going to explode, you know, and so none of those are actual fixes to this issue. You know, also asking another mistake people make is, you know, asking them why they're so angry. And I I touched on that a little bit earlier, but, you know, anger isn't the core issue. Like it's not. So when people are like, oh, when, you know, it's just the anger, that's a problem. Like, "Mm, that's really not the problem. You know, there's deeper things going on. And it's like I said, it's not your fault that you don't know. Like we're not taught those things, but you can't ask a person what it is because if they knew what the problem was then they would fix it yeah i would also say another issue here is like say you go to like a therapist or something like that and and we'll talk about this but let's say that they get to the deeper issue by some odd chance um very odd chance but let's say that they do um even if they get to it awareness is not going to fix it awareness is just awareness this is like just like the first the first step that you need but it's like step zero out of like it's not even one it's not even step one yet no (laughs) awareness isn't going to fix it It, it's it's important don't get me wrong very important but it's not going to fix anything it's just the 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 epitome of counseling going and talk about your feelings getting your feelings leave no action steps or timeline to actually fix it it's just awareness and so like that so that is another people mistake is just going to counseling to try and to fix it and like ultimately they go and tell about all these things that made them really angry and it just makes them really angry because now they're reliving it and it's like it's not helping. Yeah. Another one is like, I'm just, and this is going to piss some people off because I know it like it, it did in a group. <laughs> and don't worry. Don't worry. I will put you at rest. I am in the process of writing an actual podcast out for this exact topic alone. And I'm going to handle it, debunk it, back it with biblical evidence on why the people that believe this is a correct evidence are wrong. And we're going to help you actually come out on top on this and not not continue to be on an emotional roller coaster there. But anyways, the tactic is slow to speak, quick to listen. And yes, I'm aware it's in the Bible. And however, taken out of yeah. context. So I'm going to I'm going to be honest. I implemented this and this was one of the first things that I implemented to control my anger. It's still a it's still a tool and tactic. Being slow to speak and quick to listen is a tactic. It's not a bad tactic. Like It's just. Bad in an unhealthy, it's, okay, here's the thing. It's bad if an unhealthy individual uses it. It's good if if the healthy individual uses it. And honestly, the reason why is because the only thing it leads to is suppressions and blow-ups. 
and and this it is so happened. So I just remember, you know, I'd be like slow to speak, quick to listen. I'm like Tommy's talking, and I'm in my head going slow to speak, quick to listen. And I'm like clenching my jaw, like trying to fake smile to like be slow to speak and quick to listen. While in my head, I'm going, "You're so stupid. I can't believe like do you do you believe anything coming out of your mouth? Because I don't." And you know, this is all my internal thoughts as Tommy would talk to me and other people because it wasn't just don't worry, Tommy. It would come out on her face. Yeah, and I mean, I did my best. <laughs> And, um, at the time, like that was in body language, <laughs> my unawareness and not knowing how to actually fix my, cause I, I, I can, I can show up now. Um, but in that aspect, you know, at that time I would, and then slow to speak, quick to listen. And so, okay. and then ultimately what happens is like, what about me? Like my opinion also matters. I want to be heard. I want to be understood and you're not getting it. And you're also not asking about me. And so this suppression will, is just a bandaid and will lead to an explosion. So it's just a temporary, it's only a matter of time before you lose your mind of being tired of suppressing yourself because suppressing your emotions is not going to fix it. And there will be a breaking point. You might be able to like have some grit that lasts a little longer than others. So some people, you know, this tactic lasts for like a day. Some people it's a week, some people it's a few months. Then there's a breaking point. There's a blow up. And then that blow up happens. And the spouse is like, see, nothing's changed. You're just the same. And it's, and it's right. Like you are the same. You're just using They're a hundred percent. Right. They are a hundred billion percent. Right. Because all it is, is just managing you're managing the emotions in a way where it's suppression mm-hmm. and not actually management. And so another one here is going to counseling and, and don't worry, I'm going to dive into a whole podcast episode on the other one. We both are, but so bear with me on, we'll, we'll, that'll be most likely the next podcast. But that being said though, another one is going to counseling or therapy. Um, that's some big issues. We already addressed that a little mm-hmm. bit here, but you know, it's essentially just relying on tactics. Uh, another one though, is reading the Bible, going to church, and just, this is the, this one just irritates the living crap out of me, praying to God to just take the anger away. Can he? I Absolutely. Yeah. 100 billion percent. Can he do it? Is he going to? Most likely not. I can't tell you how many years I prayed for God to just take the anger away. Like, why do I have to be so angry? I don't want to be angry. You know, I don't like being angry all the time. Like, I, I you know, I want to have peace and I want to be loving and you know, my, my true heart is loving. And if, if, if anyone actually knows me today, like my heart, like my genuine heart for people, I have a massive love for people and I am like super, you know, caring in, in those aspects. But I was like, God, like my true heart is like, I want to care. And I like, I love people, but I just like my anger comes out instead and just take it away. And for years and, and ultimately like, no, cause it's just, he's not going to just like zap you. And, you know, there's things that you have to learn. And even if he was to just take away the anger, that's not going to fix all the other problems. You know, the actual problems that are leading to the anger to begin with. Remember, anger is not the actual problem. And so if you just want the anger to go away, what about the actual problems? What's going to be the next, you know, vice like or the or the next thing, you know, so that that one just drives me crazy in that way. And it was me. That was me. So that's you understand like I get it. And I was there. But there are actual steps and actions to take more than just asking for it to be taken away. Yeah, there's this quote that I post, and 
you can be mad at me. I don't care. But it just says like, you know, it's not even, I don't know who it's from. I just think I made it up, but it's like, you know, sometimes all it takes is one prayer to save a marriage, but oftentimes 99% of the time it takes actions with that prayer. So we're all mm-hmm. for prayer. We're all for the Bible. We're all for church. We're all for all of that. Please don't ever think we're not. 100% God's in it. Someone's going to manipulate this and say that, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, it doesn't matter because we know our hearts behind this. So that being said, another one here is like, you know, tapping or meditation. Now I'm all for meditation. Um, I use it daily, meditate on God's word, you know, uh, different forms of meditation. Uh, I'm not, the tapping does work, uh, but at the end of the day, both are still just tools. Um, I had a lady argue with me one time that, you know, tapping is has changed her completely. <coughs> no, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. Number one, I could have seen the fruits that you didn't bear fruit of, and the fruits that you did were, were toxic. But then two, like, because you can say whatever you want, but the fruits say everything. So, like, when it comes down to it, tapping or meditation is just tools and tactics. They're great uh, in, in ways like I even use behavioral change therapy. Um, I even use like different things like that with clients. I even use, you know, inner child work and gestalt and stuff like that. But them alone by themselves are not going to get rid of your anger. It will be a temporary relief and then nothing's really changed. Another one is pastors. Like people go to pastors. Uh, we get, you know, the funny thing is we get a lot of pastors that come to us for help to fix their marriage. I have several right now. Um, and then, well, one right now at the moment, but we, uh, we've had more over the years, but that being said though, like struggling with anger themselves, like what the thing is like, just because they're a pastor doesn't mean they know how to deal with anger. It it doesn't. Mm -mm. No. And you know, that's not like their, like their skill set isn't just like fixing all your problems and you know, no, like what they're called to do is you know, to spread the message and to come and like, you know, give these messages, but that doesn't mean that they don't have their own problems. So a lot of times, like they actually come to us, like asking, you know, different, different things like, Hey, how can I teach? Like, how can I teach this? Because like, they don't know in those aspects. And that still comes into like what our society is taught as like, they're a part of our society. And so like, that's what they know. Yeah. A lot of things like, especially when it like comes to the church, like they lack a lot of the things that really need to be taught. But another one is like people try like several here, like we'll, we'll talk about happiness and peace here for a second. So people tend to put this in a lot of different areas everywhere, except for where it should be, but they put it in their spouse. They put it in their kids. They put it in their environments, their outcomes, their friends, affairs, uh, emotional and physical. Like they, they put it into avoidance, right? Like in, Let's just be very clear. None of these things are a true happiness or a true peace, especially avoidance. Avoidance is not happiness or peace. It's avoidance. Yeah. So I want, I kind of want to separate the avoidance one just a little bit here, but a lot of times I I can't tell you how many people, you know, I ask like, you know, how important is it for you to have happiness? And they're like, well, my happiness is is when my spouse is happy or my happiness is when my kids are happy or, you know, it is dependent upon, you know, any of those things that Tommy just said about like spouse, kids, environment, friends, fairs, like all of those <laughs> things. And you know, we were there, we were there too. We get it. However, that's not where true happiness comes from. Like happiness is an internal thing. You know, um, it is biblical as well. Like you don't need anyone outside of Jesus to be happy, like, you know, and so, 
Um, no, like you, you can't expect to like make your spouse happy for the rest of their life. And you can't expect your spouse to like keep you happy every, like, you know, for the rest of your life, like happiness is an inside job. Anything else will fail, will fail. Like it will fall short. It's not going to happen. And, you know, it's unreasonable to put that expectation on anything else. And you're going to end up really lost when, you know, that whatever it is that you put your happiness and peace in does fail because it's only a matter of time. Yeah, Here's the thing, like with all that happiness and peace is an inside job. It is not your spouse's responsibility, your kids, your environment, your outcomes, your friends, all those things. We've been there. We've done that. But it's a weak form. It's weakness. It's not actually true happiness. It's it's not optimal. Like it's just going to, it's just saying like here, everyone else and everything else, here's the power to my happiness and my peace. And I'm just going to leave it all with you. No, Mm -hmm. that doesn't make any logical sense. Like also like people come in and like, you know, you hear from people, their spouses that are, are, that aren't standing, the people that are at the moment done. Right. Um, They say things like I've never been happier. Like, no, no, no. Like, you're not truly happy. You just have avoidance. You're avoiding your, your problems. That's, that's, and when you have new problems, you'll do the same thing. Yeah. Cause avoidance is not the peace or happiness either. And you can't just focus on the positive or focus on the fun or focus on the future. You know, I hear this a lot in, in you know, in people like trying to move forward in their marriage and they're like, well, they just want to move forward and not talk about it. And they're like, I don't really know if I can do that. And I'm like, no, you can't like, you actually have to have resolve because what happens is, is those things don't just go away and they're going to stack and build and compound. And, you know, it's going to build more pressure, more resentment, more betterness. And then as those walls go up, intimacy goes down. And that's why people, you know, aren't connecting emotionally, mentally, physically, you know, in those aspects, like, because avoidance is not the answer like that, that is not actually bring peace. And so, uh, you know, and that also goes along with, I did also try the avoidance, like, to control my anger as well. Like, you know, maybe if I just avoid Tommy. It was more of like <laughs> it, what I call like working. ignorant positivity. I had that and too. She would just focus on the positive, the positive, the positive, and not ever deal with the issues. I'm like, dude, this stuff isn't just going to go away if you just focus on fun stuff. That's like, why like, can't we focus like, on fun? That's not how life works. Like, right? <laughs> like, just avoiding your issues <laughs> isn't going to work with these things. Like, I so, tried it. Yeah, like, I did it, try. like I get on calls with people final calls with people and you know you'll hear oftentimes it's more of one of the one or the other but like meaning the wife or the husband obviously but like when it comes down to it one of them will say like i don't know why like we've talked about this a million times i don't know why we can't just move on just focus on the future just focus on being happy and just move on and stay way to keep dredging the past up over and over and over and over again and i'm like i i get i get where you're at number one but they're like well and we know what's wrong and we haven't and we we've we can just move on now. Like already apologized, forgave, forget, move on. Right? No, that's ridiculous. That's like the definition of rub some dirt in. It's ignorant. So like when it comes down to it, like you have to understand, like, no, you haven't dealt with the issues actually the right way. No, you haven't actually fixed it. No, you, neither one of you have actually been truly hurt and understood. And more importantly than that, neither one of you actually got into the deeper issues on what's really going on at the core of it. So no, you haven't. Now, once you do it the right way, yes, you never have to go back to do talk about this stuff again, and it won't come up again. But if you don't do it the right way, then it yes, it will keep you on the emotional roller coaster. And we see that all the time. And you know, don't don't be mistaken. If you're like, oh, well, people have said that they've seen a difference in me. 
you know, or, you know, I've seen a difference in how they act and, you know, they've noticed. And like, so people are noticing this change with, you know, these tools that I'm using. And reality is, is that's just the grit, the grit in being using these tactics to suppress things. But it is only a matter of time before the volcano erupts. You can't just use these tactics and, and tools as a way to actually deal with the anger because until the actual issue is addressed, fixed, and the root issue, anger will still arise. Yeah, the reason why this is working temporarily is because you're hyper-focused all the time on not, you're, you're hyper-focused on the fear of losing them. You're hyper-focused on the fear, in the, most cases here, that's what's going on. You're hyper-focused on doing everything you possibly can at every waking moment to get them back. That's not maintainable, one. Two, no. like, number one, you're most likely doing the wrong things anyways. I'm almost 100% certain of that. But, like, when it comes down to it, like, in the light of things, like, there's no real foundational change whatsoever. And when they say this is all a front and you're going to go back to the person <laughs> that you are, nothing's really changed. The truth, the hard, cold truth here that you don't want to hear is they are right. You know why? Because it's only grit. You're the same person right now, even if I were to give you our tools right now, all of our tools, and I'm convinced of the best in the world. If I were to give you those right now and the instructions to use them, teach you how to use them, all of it, you'd be the same person right now as you will be in 12 months, six years, 12 years, whatever. doesn't matter that you are right now. The reason why is because they're just tools. You're the same person who used the tool now as you will be then. It's just tools. That's all it is. Tools are not going to fix anything. They just keep you on the emotional roller coaster. Yeah. And I just want to be really clear here because there's just so many different aspects. So if you're a person who's dealing with anger and like, you're like, well, it's only on like things like, right. Like, so if you're getting angry in traffic, there's deeper things, right? Like there's, there's a lot of deeper things going on. You're like, no, but it's the idiots drivers. Like, no, no, there's deeper things going on within you. Right. If you're angry about like how your coworkers show up, there's deeper things going on with you mm -hmm. there. I, I, I love, we have a process that we go through to uncover the whys with in our program and, you know, doing this, like with our private coaching clients, one of my, one of my ladies, he, she was so mad about dirty windows in her house. And I was like, Hey, let's figure out why. And she's like, cause they're dirty. I'm like, ah, that's not the real reason. And the amount of depthness that came out, like what those dirty windows represented to her that she had no idea was mind blowing. And she was like, are you kidding me? They're windows. And she was just like, so mind blown. She's like, I would have never known. Like, like I, I, I've always wondered, you know, like, why do I get so mad about dirty windows? You know? And so it could be something like so simple and it's just like, yeah. So those things that like really irk you and just like, you're like, mm. and it, it could be a person, it could be a materialistic thing. It could be an action, but all of it, honestly, like there's deeper things going on. Yep. Also, one thing I do want to say is like, you know, it, it talks about in the Bible, how you can't tame the tongue. And that's true because it's in the Bible. Um, and it's taken. And when I say that it's taken into context, um, if, yeah. Anyways, like, so the, the other thing here is that like, it also says that you can tame it indirectly. In other words, what, what I mean by that? Well, it says what overflows, what flows out of the mouth is an overflow of what's in the heart. So if you understand that, well, it doesn't say you can't change the heart. It says you can't change the tongue, tame the tongue, but you can change the heart and tame the heart. So meaning if you change the heart and tame the heart through deeper reprogramming, deeper beliefs and actually 
building different habits and doing those things and reprogramming actually the, actually the heart, then even at the worst possible, craziest situations, no matter what, you're different at the core, at your root subconscious. So nothing's going to actually come out. That's, that's negative. Now, um, there's so much more to it than just getting to the deeper beliefs. That's just this mm. very small, but big part of it. Um, but you still have to understand, like, number one, you're not going to really get to them on your own too. Like on this other side of things, like you have to understand like that if you don't get to those things, you can only tread water for so long. I promise you, you will not change if you don't get to the, get to actually the real root reasons why and actually build all the correct foundations. And so this is all a part of like, how do you actually fix anger? You know, because you're like, OK, well, like, how do I fix it? And I want to have peace and harmony. And there has to be that real fundamental change. Like there has to be those foundations built and within you first, right? So we all oftentimes like to look to our spouse and that's something that, uh, you know, I I did. I was like, Tommy, you, when once you fix you, I won't be so angry because you're just so annoying. Like once you're done being annoying, like I won't be so angry. But like, no, that was the wrong approach. And most certainly like it wasn't him, it was me. My actions were a reflection of me and no one else. And so if you're angry, your, your actions are only a reflection of just you and not anyone else. And so you have to build those fundamental changes within you first on all those fun foundational levels. You're like, well, you don't see what they do. No, we, we get it. We've been there. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. We know. Trust me. We know. Um, but like, it's still, even if they were to say one thing that would like, you know what they said to me? Like, yeah, of course. Sure. We've been there. The truth is. If you didn't have the deeper belief that would reflect it, it wouldn't have bothered you in the first place. It would have been like, oh, would have been like a neutral just fact to it. Nothing would have really, it would, would have bothered you. It's the truth yeah. to it. And so just a, a quick example of that. So in the past, the old Desnica, um, if, if someone would have called me stupid or put me down, first of all, I'm actually really intelligent and I would have went off and I would have like lost my mind like about like how messed up they were and how I'm, that's not true. And like, I'm not stupid. And you know, <laughs> it, you're going it, with this. It, it just, it, I would, I was, it would have been really bad. Okay. There would have been a lot of like, really, I, I'm going to say like, they're, they're really, they're, it's a skill to have those really good jabs and like insults that people, and it's not a good skill. And it, you know, and so that's one of those aspects of like, I would have like lost my mind, blown up, and like been a lot of jabs to like put that person down and like because like they called me stupid and she would have did it very effectively and execute executed it very well they would have felt very dumb and you know i have had a couple of times over the past uh, over the past couple of weeks i have had um one person like indirectly call me stupid and how i handled that was just night and day different there was no like raising my voice there was no jabs there was no like sarcasm and, and sarcasm was my like natural language for old Desnica. So not now I can, I can speak without those sarcasticness, like those, that jabs. And, you know, and then so I had someone the other day, like call me like blatantly stupid. He literally called me ignorant. And I was just like, I, I actually laughed because I knew like where that was coming from, from him. Cause unfortunately for him, he can't see the deep rooted aspects and like deeper beliefs and issues going on. But it's a skill that can be developed and I could see what was going on within him. And I was like, I know that wasn't a reflection of me. And so how I showed up now versus then was so night and day different night and day. And listen, if there, if I can change and grow in this area and not let anger rule my life, 
you can too. I just want to give you hope on that. Okay. Yeah, and that that would go with both of us because I'm the type of person that who's also very good with my words. I still am. Um, so I could corner somebody and stuff like that and just trash them. But like it was one of those things that that doesn't happen anymore, right? It, it's it's different. It's night and day. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. And so, you know, recognizing like also and like, how do you fix this? I was like, you have to have that understanding that people aren't taught how to manage their emotions. You know, you're, you're not taught how to dive deeper, you know, not taught how to get to the deeper rooted reasons why. So one, stop asking, stop asking them like, why are you so angry? They don't know. Right. Just like she didn't know why she was so angry about the windows. Like she didn't know, you know, cause we're not taught this as a society. And whether you're a, you know, a couple who, you know, are wanting to work together to create a peaceful home, like that's great. Like it's great if you want, like are both willing and you know, like that's awesome. But even if you're not, like, even if you're just an individual and you're like, my spouse is not willing, like there is still so much power that you hold too. Like it only takes one person to change a home, a marriage, you know, the, the family, you know, we see it all the time. Right now, like one of my, one of my women, like her husband wasn't on board, you know, she was standing, she has teenage kids and her and the teenage kids, you know, she, she started the program and she let her kids go through the program, building all those foundations within her family. And guess who's now on board, right? Husband, they're back together. Right. So like, it's, it's one of those things that like, you know, you, it only takes one person. Everybody tells you like, oh, it only takes, it takes two people to, to save a marriage. No, it doesn't. Takes one to save it. It takes one person, one healthy individual to save a marriage, and two to have it. Obviously, <laughs> so like you have to have two people to have a marriage. But like when it comes down to it, it only takes one. We've done it. We've seen a lot of people do it. We use something called the power of one method. So definitely, only takes one. If you think if you think anything different, well, you just don't know what you're talking about. You haven't done it yet, so you don't know. But like when you get to the deep rooted issues, you learn how to handle your emotions. You heal from your past. All of these things are key. Yes. And so, you know, these are big keys to like, how do you actually fix the anger? You you actually have to learn these things. You have to learn how to handle your emotions. You have to learn how to actually dive in, you know, like what is going on? Like how to express them? Like, you know, how do I handle them? Like what is, what is going on? You know, how do I heal from my past traumas? You know, and numbing out from your past traumas is not what you do to heal Right. So like, no, like you actually have to, to heal from all of those past traumas, whether it was, you know, childhood or, or young adulthood, whether it was affairs or abuse, or, you know, there's a lot of people that we, a lot of clients that we deal would have that have dealt with rape of some sort, some level, you know, whether it be like drinking or alcoholics or parents like abandon them, like all of these things are super common that we see. And so you have to learn how to actually heal from these and process through and and heal from them and to be yep. a true healthy individual being a health by the way just because if you think you don't have past trauma say you weren't had anything say you didn't have anything happen right you had a fairly good childhood you still have a lot of deeper beliefs mm-hmm. i hate to tell you everyone does everyone everyone does so and within being, go ahead yeah so within that it's it's just like also the science behind it um most of your deep-rooted not all of there's just a lot that is actually programmed from the ages of like four to 12. And, you know, so in that aspect of like that, that season is like some of the things that sets the life, your life for the rest of your life. Like what's running 
kind of think about like a computer running, like what you see is cool. Like, you know, that's your, that's your conscious of what you see, but in the background, all of those little finite programs with all the, like the crazy gibberish words that I, you know, I'm not going to say, I, I mean, I don't understand, but all of those things running in the background, like the processor, like that's your subconscious and like, that's what's programmed, you know, and that's what we're talking about. Like you have to actually be able to understand like, Hey, your subconscious and like what's going on. And then how do you reprogram it? Yep. Happiness, peace, gaining control of your emotions. Anger is an internal thing that's cultivated. So you have to understand that it's not an external thing. It's internal. Now, external is, you know, affected obviously by it, but it's not the, it's not how you control it isn't by elimination of your spouse. So no. uh, you, you can actually, you can actually, and it's not by getting a new one. Cause I promise you, you're going to have all these things, same issues, if not worse with a new person. I guarantee it. Eventually at some point you will, maybe all mm -hmm. sunshine and rainbows at first. Oh, just wait, it's coming. It's going to fail. So like, in, in order to have more, you have to understand that if you want more in your marriage, if you want more in your life, if you want more as an individual, if you want to have more happiness, peace, all those things, it's not just going to happen. It's not just going to be just like Disney magic and just, oh, it's just going to be like, I just easily get along with it. Like, no, like it's actually cultivated. And if you want more, you have to become more. Oh, yes. It's that simple. And within that becoming more, it doesn't just mean like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to like work out and eat healthy. I'm going to go to church. <laughs> no. um, I'm reading my Bible now. Like those, those are basics of like just being a, you know, a Christian, like, and taking care of yourself. But that's not developing like the, the in-depthness that we're talking about here. So those are some very like basic things, but that's not getting to the ultimate like aspect, like where you, where you need to be. Right. And so, and just to clarify Everyone is changing every day. Every day you're changing. You're changing every day. Your choice is either to change with intentional effort in a growth way towards the direction you want to go in life or to not take action and to continue to change in the same way that you've been with all of these like negative beliefs and all this toxicness and the, you know, the trauma and all of these things directing your life and you're going to be changing in a negative way. So change is inevitable but you get to choose. Are you going to be growing in a positive way or are you going to be going in a negative way? Like that's yep. the choice that you get to make. And earlier, just to, so that doesn't, so just to clarify, so this doesn't sound contradictory to what I said earlier. When, yes, we're always changing. And when I said like, you're going to be the same person using the tools now as in 12 months, 12 years, whatever. What I meant is you're going to be the same going down the same path in a negative way as you are now as in 12 years, mm -hmm. just to clarify that um, yes. you're always changing. However, it, are you doing it in an intentional way or is it just happening? Are you just going to suck air in life? Or are you actually going to be intentional in life and actually make an impact? Right. And if you're not being intentional, then all of these hurts and pains and anger and aggression, sadness, the overwhelming, the depression, the anxiety, all of those things will only continue to compound and get worse because avoidance is not the answer. You know, so you actually have to step up and face these things and, and to become more in that aspect. And no, you, you don't have to do it alone, obviously. Like we have, you know, that that's why we do what we do is, to, you know, to walk alongside that journey. But, we, you know, throughout all of this, like we really want to, you know, inspire you. And I want to just give you that hope that, you know, if you're the one who struggles with anger or maybe as you're your spouse, regardless, just in that, like, you don't have to stay that way. I can't tell you, there is not words to describe the amount of peace and happiness that I actually have now, regardless of what Tommy's doing. He does not dictate my happiness and peace. 
In fact, you know, we're all human. We all have bad days. Tommy and I have bad days. Even on Tommy's bad day, like if he's struggling with something or dealing with, it don't matter. Like my happiness and peace comes from me. And, you know, and I just want to give you that hope that your marriage doesn't have to stay like that. You know, and I didn't have to obviously get rid of Tommy. And we still, you know, we don't agree on necessarily like everything because we're d- different people. We don't agree on everything. Drastically um, different. And, um, you know, I, I'm the day fun one. He's the night one, but just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> but within this aspect of, you know, we have peace and harmony in our home. You can too. And this is coming from two people that every day, like it would be like a yell out drastic fight. If he would have came in and be like, man, the sky's blue today. I'd been like, aren't you, you're freaking stupid. It's light blue. It's a, it's a sky like white blue today. It's not blue. Are you like, it, it would just a massive fight would blow up. And you're like, well, that's kind of extreme. Uh, we let you know how bad we were to give you that hope, but just because you're not that bad yet, if there's not changed, like it's, it's only a matter of time. And just to be very like clear here, it is to give you hope, but also to warn you that it will get there or you'll quit divorce before it does. Everybody's different. But it's going to get there at some point, regardless. <laughs> I'm just telling you, like everybody's a different degree of severity there on how long you're willing to stick it out. But it's one of those things that like, you know, it will get there. Don't worry. And um, yeah, obviously, like, that's not what we want for you. That's why we do what we do is like we stand up and like, you know, we, we tell you about like our stupidness and like our struggles in life so that, you know, we can help you because we don't want anyone to go through what we went through literally hell on earth. Like some, like I wouldn't wish it upon anybody. And, you know, we don't want you to get there. So that's why we share what we do. And, you know, we want to give you hope and then also inspire you to take a different action. Obviously what you've been doing isn't working. Take a different action, you know? So if you are actually tired of the emotional roller coaster internally, but also in the relationship, then it's time to make a change. So just reflect on this podcast episode. Like what were your biggest takeaways from it here? Not only what were your biggest takeaways, what's your next action step? Because a lot of people read books and listen to podcasts, but they don't take any action on anything. So if that's you that hit you pretty hard. Well, I hope it, I hope the gut punch hurt. Honestly, it made me happy that it does. But like when it comes down to it, like you have to understand like that, like just listening and being a you know person that just takes in knowledge. I used to be that guy that just took in ton of tons of knowledge. Oh, yes, don't, you don't, did. don't ever take any action. Don't be that person. Take action. Take action. What are some things you can do to take action right now? Like, you know, what's your next action step? What's your next plan to to move forward from here and actually fix things permanently? So as always, we love you. God loves you. And we hope you have an amazing day. And he always wants to see your marriage saved. Have a good one. Bye. Now that's all we have for today's show. And remember, prayer without action is just dead faith. So make sure to implement everything you learned here today from today's show. By the way, hope you enjoyed this episode on the Marriage 2.0 podcast. And if you did, please make sure you share this episode on your social media and tag at Tommy and Desnica. And if you did enjoy it, make sure to subscribe to the Marriage 2.0 podcast and give us a five-star rating. However, listen, most importantly, so many people are at the end of their ropes, crying themselves to sleep every night. And we can only spread our message and story so far here. So we need you to make sure that you really share the knowledge with others that really need it so that we can impact them. Yes. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So make sure to join our free Facebook group, Christian Marriage Coaching, for support, daily content, and free trainings to help you go from roommates to teammates. 
Have an amazing day and God bless.